Come on, Pastor Sarah. Good morning. Glad John and Edna are here. It was exciting when I, I saw them as I got out of the truck, but I didn't. I saw them, but I didn't see you. You know, you saw somebody and you spoke. I'm like, oh, those are our friends. You know, they've come. How exciting. So it's exciting that all of you are here. Um, so I don't know if you know, my husband's um, been a little sick. And um, the Lord had given me a sermon a while back. And I really don't like to do sermons. But he keeps giving me stuff, so I'm trying to be obedient. And uh, so Dan went to the doctor, and I'm thinking, he'll get better, and it'll be all good, because yesterday was a mess. I didn't have time to do anything. I didn't have any preparation. I didn't have nothing. I'm like, well, I haven't told Stacey. She's like, well, the Lord will provide. True. But, you know, it says, um, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So that requires some work on my part, right? Some work on your part. I, sometimes I'll say, submit to God, and the devil will flee. Well, that makes it way too simple. Because I need to resist the devil that, for the things that come in front of me. I could have submitted to God yesterday and put, yay, me, and not accepted that I needed to look into the word. I needed to look into more than what he had said. The GPS is what he had said. I needed to look more into that to see what that meant for everybody else plus myself. So um, Dan didn't get... So this morning the Lord said, go ahead and get ready. So I got up early and I did my dogs and... And I went in the house, and I sat down, and of course my husband wanted to speak to me, and finally I said, you've got to go away. And he goes, you can do that? You can say go away when you've got something to do? Yes, that's our new rule in the house. If I look like I'm doing something for the Lord, you just go away, because I need to do something, because it takes all my attention to focus, because I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so the Lord had told me um, GPS a while back, and I thought, you know, what does that mean, Lord? And so I looked it up and online, some of the things. And I shake when I'm up here. So I shake when I'm over there singing, and the Lord says, it's okay, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit when I'm over there, so it will not be fear when I stand up here. So I'm denying the fear. When my hands shake, you just know Holy Spirit is moving. So when I can't turn to the right Bible page, you know Holy Spirit is working, and I've given my scriptures to Ashley, and she's going to put them up there, and that's how we're going to work this till Holy Spirit gets better control of my body, and I submit enough, and the devil flees, and I no longer shake up here. So that's what we're going to go with. Woo! I'm trying, I'm trying. Let's, we don't need that. We'll throw that away. Okay. Breathe. Breathe. So GPS. I can't even find the page that says GPS on it. GPS, God's positioning system. So, Ashley, will you show... Okay, so here we go. I'm telling you, my page is gone. That's, that's a little... Oh, turn it over. Okay. So who uses GPS? Does anybody like GPS? I'm a big, I like GPS. Or do you not? Because some of us that may be a little bit older, there was no GPS. Kind of like there didn't used to be cell phones for you younger people. We didn't have cell phones. So GPS, I like it. It makes me calm. I don't necessarily use it to go to Wheaton, but maybe Springfield. I don't know places well, and you get me out way off. It just freaks me out if I don't know the roads. And not that I can always function with the map, because sometimes I can't. Dan says, was that the turn? No! Oh, yeah, rerouting, rerouting. <laughs> so I'm learning to stay calm in using GPS. So, you know, what is your GPS set on? Fastest route, easiest route, slow route, free route. You know, no tolls makes it a free route. So how do you set it? Do you let GPS make the decision? Or do you say, no, I want to be there fastest? Because I'm going to get there no matter what, or no, I'd like to see the mountains, or I'd like to see whatever. So you have choices as you let it work. So like, what is your GPS set on? So can you show the, like the beach picture and those? So to me, is your uh, GPS set on the beach? I really like the beach. Oh, yeah. Makes me happy, makes me calm, 
but may make me lazy. Because when I go there, I don't want to think. Lord's showing me this this morning. I really like the beach. So then there's mountains for the people who like the mountains. I think it might be cold there, so I'm not so sure I like that. Um, some of us may like motorcycles. Some of us may like to go fishing and catch the big fish. There we go. What else we got? My husband probably would like a revival in Africa. That would be a nice GPS for him. Uh, is my GPS sent on my family? Or, or are they on my puppies? Or are they on your job? Whatever your job may be. So if your GPS is set on those things, is it set on Jesus? Not that they're not a part of getting there, but what's the focus? If my goal is to only, a lot of times mine says, my, G, my G, Jesus GPA is recalculated. And this would be a, me a lot of times when I'm trying to get to where God wants me. And this is new. I'm sending Ashley stuff, so we're learning on how to give her stuff. <laughs> so do you ever feel like that when God's trying to get you somewhere? I mean, I do. I mean, I think I know where I'm going, and then the next time he's rerouting, or am I rerouting? You know, do we realize that we are factory set? We are factory set from the beginning. He predestined us from the beginning in Jesus. It all started with Jesus. You know, in Genesis uh, 12, we'll go to Genesis 12, and I'll try to speak slowly. You know, God told Abraham to go. Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, and to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Huh. Get out of the country. I don't think God said we're going over here or we're going over there. He said, get out of the country. So sacrifice, obedience is better than sacrifice. So are you able to walk by faith, not by sight when he speaks to you? Are you able to put Jesus on the GPS and continue along the road even when it doesn't appear the way you see it? There may be ups, there may be downs, there may be hills, there may be bridges out, but he still has a plan to send you to his kingdom for his glory. You know, in um, John 14, 1, 6, you know, he is the way, the truth, and the life. So it tells us he's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the way we're supposed to go is the will of the Father. And the only way we get to the will of the Father is through the Son. Because the Word says he's the way, he's the truth, and the life. So through Jesus, we get to God. And we get to God and Jesus and Holy Spirit, which are one. They're holy and they're righteous. I was looking, um, I think Amy had sent me this a long time ago. You know, we got to know the sound of God's voice, too, to be able to hear the GPS coordinates. I can tell you where to go, and I can tell you how to get there. But if I say anything other than Jesus, it's wrong. But you need to hear, have ears to hear what the Word has to say. We hear by the Word of God. It's His ability to speak to us. But if all I hear is the chaos, like the rerouting, 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 I'm not going to hear His still, small voice. You know, and... The little thing that this picture says, you know, God's voice, it steals you. Satan's voice rushes you. God's voice leads you. Satan pushes you to hurry up. God's voice reassures you. Satan frightens you. Satan tries to frighten me a lot. He tries to tell me who I'm not. He tries to tell me what I can't do. And it's, we must own it when we do. And we must say, yeah, I did that. I accepted that. But Lord, I repent. I shut the door. I do not accept these things. And we, because my God, he encourages, he comforts, he cares, 
He convicts also. Conviction is the greatest gift he gives. Have you ever thought about it? It's so much love that he comes and says, no, Sarah, you're not afraid to be on that stage. No, Sarah, that's not of me. Get up there and do the things that I told you to do because it brings us closer to him. It's not about anything about me. It's not anything about you. It's about him and his kingdom and his glory and the things that he has. Satan will lie to you. He'll confuse you. He'll discourage you. He'll give you worries. He'll give you obsessions. He condemns you. There's no condemnation in Christ. Condemnation takes you farther from God. So if you're hearing something that's turning you the other way and it doesn't look good and it doesn't look holy, it's not him. Conviction brings you closer to the feet of Jesus so you can lay everything that he, Satan tried to give you, all your worries, all your anxieties, all your fear, and you say, no, here, Jesus, you've paid. You're the only one worthy. I'm not worthy to carry him. And when I do, I should be on my face repenting because I am not. There are no struggles in this world that you are able to carry if you're a child of God because they're his. They come even if we align with them, we say, no, Lord, I'm sorry. You take them so I can walk in freedom. I can walk in the light. Because when there's no darkness, the light comes out. There's nothing about me because I am darkness without him. There's nothing good in me but him. He's the only good thing in this world. He loves you and he wants good for you. In Ephesians, let's start Ephesians 1, 5 through 14. So like I said before, if you get your GPS messed up, like if I mess up my phone or my computer, I call Ashley because Ashley knows most things. But there's a factory reset, as I said, and we're factory resetted. We were predestined us to the adoption of sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasures of his will, to praise the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through the blood, forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made us abound towards us in the wisdom and prudence having made known to us the mysteries of his will, according to the good pleasures of which he purposed in himself, in that dispension of fullness of times he might gather together in all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we do first trust in Christ, should we be the praise of his glory in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also having believed you were sealed with the holy spirit of promise who is guaranteed of his guaranteed of our inheritance until the redemption of purchased possession to the praise and glory did you notice how many times it said in him of him or about him it ain't about us it's about him and on a factory reset you're predestined from the beginning of the world. Everybody. That was the purpose. He came for everybody. We make a choice. We decide if we want to walk in him or not. So when you don't understand things, know he loves you. And from the beginning of earth, earth, you were the purpose. You get to choose if you want to walk in him, be in him, or let your GPS go crazy. But when my GPS is set on Jesus, there becomes a peace a stillness and an understanding, even when I don't understand where I'm going, he does. This church was not in my GPS. No lie. People used to tell Dan when he would preach, I'd be like, they'll be like, Dan will be a preacher. I'm like, well, that's good. I'll let God tell me about it. I don't want nothing to do with it. And that's a scary thing. I've repented of that. But that's what it looks like. when it, What the plan of God has for your life, it won't be all glorious in the flesh. But when you get in the spirit and we walk by the truth, 
He's spirit and word. When we get in his word and we use this as our GPS and we let the spirit lead us the way that we're supposed to, not the way I want my girls to be, not the way I want my friends to be, not to I want all my puppies to sell. It may not work out like that. It may not be what I envision. But if he gives you promises like we talked about last week, you know, he gave a promise to Abraham that he would be of many nations, the father of many nations. Do you think he understood that? No. But the GPS of God doesn't lie. So you need to learn to understand his voice. His coordinates are better than yours. If there's rerouting, it's your fault. It's okay to own it. We all fail. We all make step off the wrong way. Maybe I didn't do something right. But my God is good and holy. And if I'm rerouting, he may be allowing it. Like he, he didn't cause sickness on my husband, but he allowed it. When something is allowed, it's for his glory. You know, he let Pharaoh's heart be hardened with the Israelites. And we think, well, that's horrible. God hardens heart. But for the plan of the kingdom, he needed to get his children released. He needed to bring them out of bondage. You ever thought about that? Do we see something in the Bible and we look at it as flesh, as how we would see it and how we think it should be? But do we ask the Spirit, what does that mean? Rhema, spoken word of God, when it comes to life, this word is life. It is alive. So when you let it become life, it becomes your flesh. And out of your flesh becomes life. If we walk in darkness, there's no light. You know, um, in the Bible it talks about Rahab, when the spies went out to look at the promised land. I get this wrong, somebody can tell me. But she hid them. They knew they were in the camp. And when they came and asked her where they were, she hid them. She lied. So I haven't got full revelation on that. But I know it was for the glory of God how it all worked out. Because her lineage was saved. She was a prostitute. A prostitute who hid people in the flesh would look wrong. She's in the lineage of Jesus. Without her and her family, we would not have freedom in Jesus' name. So that doesn't look like what it would normally look like. But the plans of God may look different than what you think. But if you will say, yes, Lord, that's what I have to say all the time. Yes, Lord. When I pray around here for you people, I say, yes, Lord. I don't know what each one of you do need, but I know that he does. I know he can set your GPS if you allow it. Put it on and get ready for the ride. It's like suiting up for a roller coaster. Once you're in, lock. Go up the big hill. Scary. I don't like big hills. Well, it scares me. Some of the things with God are going to look scary to the flesh because Satan wants you to be afraid of what's out there. The kingdom of God is huge. He has a plan for each of you. Are you willing to sit down? Are you willing to buckle up? And if he's told you promises, then you say, yes, Lord, no matter what the world tells you, it is. Because his promises are true. And in him are yes and amen. He doesn't lie. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I guess it comes back to you. Are you willing to say yes, Lord? Are you willing to buckle up? Because you may lose friends. You may lose homes. You may lose jobs. As this world progresses, the things we thought may not be. But in him, there's peace. There's stillness. There's calmness. There's victory. There's an inheritance that he promised in this Bible for each and every one of us. There's deliverance for me and each one of you every day. When we go wrong, we call back, and he's faithful and just to say yes. He steps us back in, and he starts over. He don't hold it. It's gone. When you lay it down, it's gone. So if you failed, call out to the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, show me what you got, because I know I was going astray, 
The sheep hear his voice. Can you hear his voice? His sheep know his voice, and they will come because they're not afraid of the master. It's like my dogs out there. I guess I'd be their master. They'll come to me. Dan walks in the room. They won't always come to him. The sheep know what the shepherd or the master's voice sounds like because he has showered them in love. You are so loved. You are so loved from your head to your toe. If you will let the Holy Spirit engulf you and all darkness be gone, the love of Jesus will show you the plans of life for you. It will show you how you will enhance the kingdom of God. Even when you don't understand, he will show you. So take off your blinders. Be willing to say, yes, Lord, I'm here. Even if it means taking off from your job and going to Georgia. Even if it means saying, I don't understand how my family doesn't get what we're doing. But it's okay, because if he's told you your promises, then you let it root. And if it's down here in your spirit, and every time God speaks to you again, the roots get deeper. My roses are really pretty this year, and there's been no rain. And one time I heard that peaches are the best in Florida when there's no, it's cold, maybe cold or no rain, because the roots have to go deeper. Our roots have to get deeper in Jesus. We have to continue to die in the flesh, but the root will go deeper. So it's not about what is here. It's about what's coming out of here, because this will lie to you. I may look good and happy, but it'll lie to you, because the fruits remain. They stay all the time. In every darkness, every valley, on every mountain, nothing changes because it's all about him. So this morning, has he made a promise to any of you guys? Has he showed you where to go? We can raise our hands. Anybody got a promise? Anybody got know where we're supposed to go? We got, we got promises? If you don't have a promise, then this morning I ask you to come down front and I ask you to seek his face because he is here. His presence is here because we ask him to be here. We want to be in nothing but him because in him it sets us free. It allows us to get what we need and it allows us to walk out there and share the love of Jesus even when we don't understand. So if he hasn't gave you a promise, it's right here. I promise you, he wants good things from you, for you, and your children, and your family. Rahab's entire family was saved by the things she did, by the things you do. You may not see them, but as I go out and I visit with somebody, it may be the one that shows my family member who's lost. So it's not about what you do. It's about the seeds planted. We talk about seeds planted all the time in the Bible, um, in the parable of the, the seed. We was talking about that. And I thought, well, how's that about money, Lord? And it says, um, on good soil, it will produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. That's the God I serve. I'm going with the 100 because I know he's that good. I'm not saying, he does, it does say 30, 60, and 100, but I know my God's 100. So when I pray for somebody... When I pray for somebody, it's okay. I may not see the fruit I want to see right there happen, but my God gives 100%. I've seen too much to go back. I've seen eyes open. I've seen neuropathy healed. I've seen backs healed. Nothing about either of us. It's about the obedience to believe. He produces 100%. And sometimes you may have to pray more than one time. And it's okay. Start asking what's wrong, where's your pain level, and let's show them who God is. We don't need to see because we walk by faith not by sight if we're Christians. So we know who he is. If we're not, we get more in this word and we ask the spirit to lead us and to show us who we are. Our inheritance is in him. He's our comforter. He's our shelter. He's our strength. He's the omega. He's alpha. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's holy. He's righteous. He's worthy of all praise. So if we walked in that every day, every day somebody would see Jesus because that's our job. Disciples in the world for the kingdom, not about ourselves. 
Because if I'm dead, if my flesh is crucified and I take up my cross daily like the word says, then there's no longer Sarah. When you see Sarah, it'll probably be whining, complaining, or in fear, anxiety. Those are the Sarahs that come out. But in Jesus, you'll see the fruits of the Spirit, peace, joy, love. I know them, but I can't say them. But it's okay. I can't quote things verse by verse. And if you ask me for a verse 99.9% of the time, I can't tell you one because that's how I let fear overtake me. But I can tell you the love of Jesus and bits and pieces of him come out. So you don't have to be perfect because he's perfect. You just have to be willing to say, yes, Lord, and let me use you. So I guess the question this morning, are you willing? Are you ready? Ready, set, go. You may fail. It's all right. He doesn't. As long as we know we're in him, it's okay. He never fails. So as we walk and we learn words and we learn scriptures, I promise you, he will come out. I promise you, when you say, no, devil, I resist you. He will flee. When you study some, you know, it says, to, uh, what's the, uh, there you go, ma'am. Yes, so you study and show yourself, city approved. So it requires some work of a Christian. If you wonder and you're whining that nothing's happening, we may need to own why nothing's happening. So a long time ago, I'd think I was doing good. I could work in the pantry. I could lead somebody how to be saved. Scared me to death. I could take you a Bible. I could do all these things. But it wasn't led by the Spirit. It was in my own ability because it was good. I was a pretty good kid. I didn't do a lot of bad things. My mom was here. We won't ask her. But I walked in what the world thought was good. But one day, the Holy Spirit called at me. And he said, what you're doing is lies. Because I was taking many to hell with me. Pretending to be good in the world, but condemning who my father was now. So it's not about being good and being to the world. It's about how are we pleasing the father. You know, we're going to stand there someday and is he going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. Well done, faithful servant. But even if you stood there and he said, Sarah, I showed you that person to pray for. Why'd you miss it? Can you imagine? I mean, that's how we should feel now. When he speaks to us, which he speaks to most of us, and we're chicken across the line, because I am, I'm getting better, praise God. But how many times do you not? So if he told me to go down here and pray for Liam, because I love Liam and he knows this. Hold my hand. Father, thank you for Liam, and you bless him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's not that hard. You don't have to be perfect when you pray. In Jesus' name, covered by the blood, that's what makes it work. If I didn't pray for him, and he didn't show his Aunt Ashley some love, and he said, oh, I learned this at church. I'll talk like him. I love, <laughs> you know, he's saying, Ashley, blah, blah, blah about church. And she may have never heard about Jesus. But she thought, huh, how's a baby get that? How does he understand it? And it's going to draw them. It's all about the love. We share the love of Jesus, and he multiplies it. He manifests it. So if you're willing to be obedient to what the Lord has for you to do, I'm going to ask you to resist the devil, submit to God, and come up here. It's going to cost you. I'm just going to tell you. It's no different salvation. It may cost you your work. It may cost you your friends. Your husband may not understand for a little while. But if it's something you want to do, he's faithful. He will lead you, and he will create. Just try to envision what he can create in the kingdom. If everyone in here said, yes, Lord, I will resist the devil. He will flee. And the kingdom will come as it is in heaven onto earth. If you wonder why your families aren't walking the way they're supposed to, it may be us. But this morning he says, come to me, all you that are 
weary and have a heavy yoke. Lay it down because my yoke is light. It's not about you guys anymore. You're ready. The kingdom is open. Heaven is pouring out. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father.